Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. We're here for another episode. Ashley I. Kennedy, the wonderful, the talented, the spunky. How is your, how was your holiday weekend? It was wonderful. Um, we just went over to a friend's house. She had the most cute Instagram-worthy spread. Um, it was in Arlington, Virginia. So we um, got to see the fireworks from her rooftop, which was really cool. And I mean, like the national fireworks, which is really awesome. And I've only seen them a couple times, even though like I've grown up in Virginia. I've only yeah. like gone to see the DC fireworks a couple times because, you know, it's crazy mm-hmm. um, to get like in there and all that. Um and like other than that, pretty relaxing. Lay by the pool. Uh, Lois floated out on the pool with Jared, which is really cute. <laughs> but that's about it. What about you? Well, I am back in Indiana on the lake. Why not Lake Indiana represent? I'm here right now looking out at the lake. Uh, and uh, I just came off the boat to do this podcast. 
So that's something. Now, so we're it was, sorry. <laughs> uh, Jessica's family uh, came in. So her parents both came in. They did that last year. And then uh, Jessica's here still. They left. Uh, my parents. So we did three full days together. It was a blast. Like, we had so nice. a, an amazing time. Winona Lake really does Fourth of July in a big way. It's kind of so a lot of families around here call it like their designated Christmas um, because kids go off and do different things. They don't want to come back to Indiana for the winter. And so this is where like families get together. They do their big dinners. They do like all like the kids come in. Here's the crazy part. And this has no I, I really don't want this to come off judgmental. Um, but I'm a huge fan of fireworks. I grew up. I just love lighting a firework and seeing it explode, seeing the colors, seeing what's <laughs> going to do. It's always a surprise. There's like just a like a mystery to it and a, 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 like a power to it. It's it's a great thing, right? Uh, to do. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy. It. I I don't understand the idea of fireworks. So, for example, our neighbor here on the lake uh, lives a couple houses down. He bought ten thousand dollars worth of fireworks. And an incredible show that he put on an incredible show i mean it's beautiful and the whole neighborhood gets together to watch it but i just feel so, like it feels like professional fireworks oh, like when you yes. like, go to like somewhere that the town puts on oh easily i mean yeah you okay. would you would never know are there fire what's the difference in firecrackers and fireworks again like fireworks are the big ones and then yeah. firecrackers are the little things you buy at the stands yeah yeah firecrackers okay. are the things that like jessica lights off that's but how he's I think allowed to buy fireworks in Indiana. Oh yeah, we do. I mean, I think I it depends on the state. Yeah, it depends on the state. Oh, we have. I mean, the whole lake was is full of them at night uh, during the fourth. So yes, well, you can cool. definitely buy them here. But nothing really says like America like ten thousand dollars going up in flames in like <laughs> twenty five minutes. You know, oh my gosh, it just that's feels wild. It just feels wild, and in, in every sort of the way. Now again, there's not like. It's a really incredible thing to watch. But then when you're done, you're like, whoa, like that, that was just a lot of money up in the air. Like, it's just, it's just a, a weird time. That would, okay, whatever, whatever you want to spend your money on, I guess. Hey, why not? Well, hey, uh, <laughs> it was a good holiday weekend. The weather's nice in Indiana, but we did take some time to sit down with all of you to talk about this week's episode uh, of The Bachelorette. It, it continues to be a great season. Katie continues to be a terrific bachelorette. We're here to break it down for you right now. But before we do, we want to wish you all a great holiday weekend, a great week. But we're going to take a break and we'll come back with Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. 
Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, guys, it is time to recap episode five of Katie's season. Um, all righty. Well, this is actually like a really simple step-by-step episode. Very classic. We had our one-on-one. We had our group date. We had another one-on-one. And we had a rose ceremony. And really, there wasn't a ton of drama. Uh, the biggest, you know, topic number one is definitely Blake coming mm-hmm. in. 
I liked the way that they started out with Caitlin taking a walk and being like, so how was it when Nick came on? And just having that relatability factor and having Caitlin there for her, that made a lot of sense. I liked that. And then I liked the fact that Tasha came in and in and kind of like previewed what mm-hmm. was going to happen to the guys by saying like, I know this guy, like I trust him. I hope. And, and like, I'm vouching for him here. So like, I think that was kind of her way of saying like, let's not make this so dramatic right now. Um, and the guys really like, they didn't, didn't really freak out. I think they, kind of obeyed Mm. what she wanted. Yeah, I found this is an interesting part. And tell me if I'm crazy, Ashley. But Blake walks in. You would expect the guys to be shocked, every one of them to be shocked. They were very prepared by what Tasha said, I think. I think they were very prepared. I don't think they were happy about it. But this would be a moment as like a bachelorette and bachelor that you're really seeing how, like you're judging how people react. You're kind of watching and Mm -hmm. seeing, okay, who here seems like, overly angry who seem here seems just like completely like jealous who here isn't happy about it like nobody's happy that anybody else is there uh but they're handling it like that's this is one of those controversial pivot points that we talk about every season that i feel like she was probably watching who like how did people handle it now and we knew this was going to happen and i'm glad it did i i don't think it was good for the guys but for them him to then get a one-on-one before somebody else like that would have probably disappointed me personally. If I was one of those guys, I would have just been like a little bummed. Do you remember what happened with Nick on Caitlin's season? When did he get his first one-on-one? Well, we, it was a different story with Nick because doesn't it feel so much different a little bit, but we also found out, uh, dirt. Like when Nick came in, I forget how exactly. So don't quiz me on it, but I do remember knowing that Nick and Caitlin had talked before and had probably seen each other like within the last couple weeks. And so we knew that Nick and Caitlin had a history of some kind. We didn't know the extent. We didn't know how much they had talked, but we knew they had some history when he came on. And so it was less of a just one more guy thing to more of a, oh my gosh, like he's going to walk in and sweep this thing away. Like we're all done. Like they... They were dating before the show. This has all been one big setup. Now we find out it wasn't like, but that was going through our minds at the time. That's what all the guys behind the scenes were talking about. Like, Hey, did we just get totally like set up here? Now we obviously didn't. And it didn't play out like that. Yeah. So Blake gets the one-on-one and I think it went exactly how we assumed it would go Yeah, really well. You know, they proved to be pretty compatible and she said, like, she can imagine walking out of this thing with him, which is pretty huge. Uh, and I kind of, I can see it too. Like, I think, like, Blake went to top three, top, yeah, top three in that date. Can we talk about something for a moment that wasn't brought up? And uh-huh. it could just be my insecurities, but... I had watched two full seasons. As soon as I started to get asked, hey, do you, are you interested in being on the show? I started to watch as many seasons as I could uh, on television. And you and I have both admitted that when you show up and you meet the Bachelorette or Bachelor, they, in a lot of ways, feel like a celebrity. You're nervous. You've seen them on TV. You've seen them on the cover of magazines. And now you're there in front of them. And for a short period of time, you're very kind of starstruck in, in a way. Totally. Yeah. Is there any of that going on with Katie meeting Blake. Like she had watched him on television. Uh, She had watched his season, 
Now she has already been on, but then, you know, he kind of comes in and she already knows a bit about him. Like, is there an infatuation with, oh, I've watched you on TV. Could that be playing into this? Uh, yeah, no, like I get it. But like Katie is also on the same like level, if not higher. Like yeah. if we're going to like make it like that, like she's the star here. So like, does the star really get starstruck by the supporting character? Yes. I don't think. So. Yeah. Ashley, I've told you this. <laughs> I was starstruck when I met you. The first, you know, you know this. Like when I met Me? you, you know <laughs> yeah. this. With the first time I met you as and I was already announced, announced the bachelor or at least I was knowing I was going to become the bachelor. Like they had already kind of told me I met you the first time. I remember that day and I go, I've watched her on television. Like I know yeah. this human, <laughs> like it's, it's just a thing. Like, I don't think there's like a hierarchy okay. here. Okay. Okay. So two different ways of seeing it. I don't know that that's really playing a role here. I think there is you a benefit to there being, um, there being like a familiar rare how do you say that word familiarity, familiarity. yeah just kind of roll with, the r and l and then just keep going yeah with this person like you feel like you already kind of know them which i feel like makes conversation easier because you can okay. kind of use what you already know fair enough and 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 there there was just like uh i felt like there was a calmness to their first interaction i felt like there's a calmness to this date uh, I think they both knew how to date on this show. I think that has an advantage. Like that's that's also what I mean when yeah. there's a familiarity. It's yeah. just like an ease. There's an ease because of the experience. It. Yeah. How far did he go on Tasha's season? Pretty far. Um, I think he was top five. Okay. Which is wild. It's funny. He's like, I haven't felt this way in the longest time. I'm like, so you didn't feel that way about Tasha, and yeah. you didn't feel that way about Claire, even though you said it. Um, I think it's also kind of crazy that it keeps saying that he was like done this twice before. It's like, no, he didn't. He was on a season where the lead yeah. dropped out. He was on one season before, not two. Let's not make it seem like that. I do think, I mean, from what I'm watching on television, I mean, the biggest controversy with Blake is going to be, I mean, I don't know what he's done in his personal life, but it's going to be, oh, you're just out to date the bachelorette. That's going to be the thing that everybody's yeah. talking about. Now, I don't really buy that because I think this is a a good opportunity. I think the bachelorettes are always incredible people. And so, of course, you would want to date them. And if you get the opportunity, like, go for it. You're single. Give it a shot. I'm not. I just also, and I'm assuming this. I don't know Blake at all. Never met him. Uh, he, well, he, we did interview him. We, okay, well, that's it. But I feel like he's a hopeless romantic. I feel like he is. It's easy for him to become very interested in somebody because he wants to like fall in love. Now, does he? Is he going to? I don't know. But I think that's why you probably see him going. Oh my gosh, I really like Claire. Oh my gosh, I really like Tasha. Oh my gosh, I really like like Katie. Like, I don't think that's hard for him to get to. I think he's probably in it most times when he meets somebody as incredible as those three. Yeah, and also let's remind everyone that he also slid into Claire's DMs before the show. Ooh. He's just a little DM slider. Hey, there you go. So was I. That's how <laughs> my uh, he was actually eliminated seventh. Yeah, yeah. seventh. Yeah. Okay. Seventh. Okay. Well, um, anything else to say about that? Well, I think we should point out that Katie did bring up her sexual assault history again one-on-one -on -one with Blake she brought it up during the date with the group date with Nick and I and it's it, I think it's just important that like all these guys know about that and I think what an incredible thing for Katie to do 
to know it's bringing awareness to something that so many have to suffer through and are healing from. And she took this opportunity to, to do it. And I, I mean, I, I think the amount of conversations around it and then also the promotion of rain and some of the organizations that people can support who are going out to help is, is really incredible. I mean, if I hope she falls in love. I hope this is a great love story. If all, if that doesn't work out a huge win for this season and for Katie's, kind of legacy on the bachelorette is to bring these conversations to, to a head so that we can start yeah. having them again. I think that the fact that she brings up that she wanted to pursue a relationship and she went after that guy so intensely afterward mm-hmm. is a part of the story that is probably relatable to a lot of women. And that's something that nobody talks about. Yeah. Just so that she like had a different sense about the experience, but well, she's yeah. uh and and you know, I've really enjoyed watching Katie. I think the way she's navigated this thing uh not perfectly, but who does? But just uh it's been really I'm really engaged in her season uh and kind of how she's navigating it and how she's dealing with these conversations and what she's bringing to light uh and who she's choosing and who she's not choosing. So, Katie's done uh, extremely well. And then, you know, we see the end of this date. Are you shocked at all that Blake gets a rose? I'm assuming not. And you just made no. this comment. You think he's jumped up to top three. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because I think like top, I think top four is Greg, Andrew, Blake, and Michael. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Connor B was up there for me. He's definitely dropped he's down. Yeah. He's dropped. I don't think she's that attracted to him. Yeah, I think he's dropped. He had a great first impression, but we've kind of seen how that first impression can fade. And and so I don't, I'm with you. I'm looking at these There's names right now. There's one like that every season. There is. It happens. Uh, and so we've gotten to see these other stories kind of be highlighted. Well, then we have a group date. After Blake gets the rose... Uh, we have a group date, and it has Greg, Courtney, Aaron, Mike P, Michael A, Andrew M, Josh, Justin, Brendan, James, Connor B, Trey, and Hunter. That is a big group of people. How do we have this many people still left? <laughs> well, a lot of them we don't really know. <laughs> and I do Fair. feel like this rose ceremony cut out a lot of the guys that we didn't have any sort of attachment to. Yeah. Uh, this was one of those athletic group dates, which we all, you know, someone always gets hurt. The big takeaway here during this is that Hunter is like crazy aggressive and he like thinks he's impressing Katie by like tackling these guys and annoying and annoying them. And then Michael gets hurt and Katie calls the game and she brought up the point that if Michael had to go to the hospital, he would have been debubbled, right? He would have mm. been taken out of the bubble and then not allowed back in. Oh, how crazy is that? I didn't think about that at all. How? I mean, yeah, a whole new element to this experience is like you can't get hurt, which surprises me that the show is so willing to put. I mean, we've had a couple dates so far that people definitely could have got hurt at. Like, I'm shocked that somebody hasn't got seriously injured at them wrestling uh, this. I mean, you've grown humans going full speed at each other some to like destroy the other person like. I mean, I'm surprised the show's taking that risk, but I guess it does add a dramatic element. Uh, but 
if Michael would have gone home, I I honestly think Bachelor Nation just completely like erupts. Like they oh, I, they are so seriously. angry. He is. He has to. If he's not with Katie, he has to be considered for has the next Bachelor. I need to watch him. Everything stops. Everything. Everything. <laughs> when he's on screen, I'm like, oh, okay. This is we gotta focus in. He's so captivating and just the sweetest. And that was another like takeaway from this this group day is that he he kind of reveals to all the guys he confided in a few earlier in the season that he's a widow and oh the emotional reaction from these guys greg really 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 hit him started crying um they're just like he's so happy he's like so positive and you would just never know that this guy was going that he went through this and i love him i don't know he's just Oh, he's just the sweetest thing. And yeah. Do you think, here's my question though. So we obviously see Wells and Franco as the, uh, the commentators for this date. Do you think Franco just like quarantines for the whole entire season? Like, is he on set the whole time? Cause this is a couple times we've seen him, not just this season, but like he pops up, you know, he does a couple hosts, a couple dates. Do you think he's just hanging out? No, it's not only been one date a season. Well, sure. But uh, two completely different dates. Uh, I just wonder, I mean, if he pops up again this season, we got to get him on the podcast. I got to ask him how much time he spends on set. I mean, it has to Wait, be weeks. What was the other date that he did? Well, wasn't it last year? Didn't he dress up people? No, okay. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if he, he comes up again. on call. Yeah, he's on call. Why not? I mean, he shows up. They did great. Uh, Wells and Franco are hilarious. Uh, they, they do really well together. I'm with you, Ash. Uh, I, I I don't have a problem with this date as much as I do, like, just straight out wrestling. Uh, I would have probably semi-enjoyed being a part of this date just from the athletic side of it and the competition side. But there's really no good way. To, the, the worst part of this date is there's just no good way to, like, show your true character. I mean, I guess kind of Hunter did. I guess he, I guess that was a good, yeah, we saw his true character, but it's just hard. You kind of either get lost in in the mix and it just doesn't feel like the dates that we love. I would definitely rather have the Nick file, like sit down talk than I would this one. Same, same. And even last week's scavenger hunt or whatever that was, I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand Katie's thing with Hunter. I don't get, I mean, like, it seems like he, you know, she looked at pictures of him with, with his kids yeah. and she was like, oh my God, like there's such a light around you. Like you look like a whole different person, but like, I don't feel any chemistry there for her to give him the group date rose is interesting. Well, how do you, how did you deal with group date roses? Because like, obviously we know that the same person's not going to get it every single week. You know, it's, yeah. it's at all an alternating thing, you know, it, they were talking about how important that group date was and how it was like a first impression rose. I'm like, no, it isn't, guys. It's yeah. whoever stood out this week who didn't stand out the week before. I'll give you a little secret. Okay. Uh, how I gave group group date roses was this. Uh, there was obviously an attraction. Um, there was like, it wasn't just, hey, I, I'm going to give this to this person for no reason. But there was a little strategy to it because I wanted one of my biggest fears was that everybody would leave at some point because they just felt like, Oh, this isn't worth it for me anymore. Like he's not into it. He's gone. So I tried to spread them out. 
Uh, kind of like reassuring roses, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, that's right? a better they're way to like, say it. Yes, yes. They're not roses that mean, they mean something for sure, I think, but I think it's more like you stood out to me today type rose yes. rather than like a you stand out to me amongst the crowd all the time rose. I would not look too far. If I'm a viewer, I'm not watching this going, he got the group date rose. That means he's like top three. It's just saying, hey, this week she knows she wants to get to know a little bit more about him so he can be around next week. Like there's not a question that she wants him here. And and so I'm going to give this to him just so like he knows that like I'm still into it. Like that that's all I see in it. There's not there is not at all the first impression rose type weight to it. And uh but I will say on Caitlin's season when I got a group day rose and I can't remember how many I got. I think maybe two. Uh it's a good feeling. Like it definitely like energizes you. It gives yeah, you a little con- yeah. confidence. It validates kind of what you're feeling and thinking and so I I think they're impactful. I just don't think they're extremely meaningful. Well, Ashley, I want to hear your thoughts because I know you're you you and I both are big fans of Michael, uh, and we're both fans of of Katie and Michael's relationship. Well, Michael's moment with Katie on this group date is is something spectacular. I mean, when she she's caring for him, but the comment that he makes. Oh, such a smooth line. I don't see him as a smooth dude, but such a smooth line. Like, can I kiss you? And then she comes back with an incredible response. You can kiss me anytime. You kiss me all you want. All you want. You can kiss me all (laughs) you want. I mean, what a moment. What a moment for their relationship. It's so cute. Who would have thought? I don't know. I didn't think at all. Mm -mm. (laughs) The first week I was like, no. Underdog. This guy's a little nerd. Absolutely. But that's beautiful. why we love him. That's why we love him. But it, that was that was a big moment for me. I, I was like, this guy's definitely up there. Like he's not, I mean, I've always known he's top three, but like this could be something special. Like she is into it. He's getting more studly as time goes on, too. Yeah. Like he's getting hotter. Isn't that weird how that happens? We just talked about I like know. first impression roses kind of fade or first impressions like kind of disappear. Uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but the, the one that kind of sneaks up on you in the first couple of weeks, you're like, I don't really notice him. And then all of a sudden you're like, or her. And you're like, oh my gosh, like they're like, they are something. It's kind of Michael's story. I know. Uh, another thing just to mention about, well, I guess, I guess this is the group date. Aaron is so annoying. Yeah. Is he get is he getting there for <laughs> you? yes every week he's like i don't like that guy he's like something about that guy i don't like that guy it's like you have said that about five different people and you change it and you you have a different person you don't like every single week that's all i have to say about that all right um as far as the group date oh greg we gotta talk about greg i guess um greg's like i'm gonna after seeing michael and like and michael talking about how like each moment of your life like is so precious and you can't like waste any time. He's like, okay, I'm really going to step it up with Katie tonight. I don't know that he like really steps it up, but she tells him that he looks like a little lost puppy dog and has like a resting sad face. Mm. And Greg just says that, you know, he just like, he's just so crazy about her. Um, and he's going to keep waiting cause she's worth it. Um, and Katie said that, one of her biggest fears is that Greg would want to leave. So I wonder if that's a little foreshadowing because we see in the super tease yeah. that somebody leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I my actual gut instinct is that it's Michael because we see him on FaceTime with his kid. Yeah. And he's like, the kid says the saddest thing. Something like, sometimes I think you don't like want to see me anymore or something like that. Um, but I guess like possibly it could be Greg also um, leaving. I don't know. It's somebody it's that tears at the hardest the strings. Four. Yeah, it's somebody big. Like somebody big yeah. makes that move out. And, it, and it, I think a lot of what we're seeing in the teases come from that moment where she's like, I'm done. Like this doesn't yeah. feel worth it. Yeah. This isn't, you know. I'm going to throw up. Yeah, I think it has to come from there. Well, Ashley, before we move on here, uh, there's two people that I'm surprised we don't know more. I'm not shocked about one. James is one of these people. That, Who? James, exactly. Oh, okay. The guy in the box. <laughs> uh, I thought we'd see more of him, uh, but we don't know a lot about him. The second one, though, is one that I really thought was going to be a standout this season. And I'm a little bit saddened that we haven't learned more about him. I think we learned some, but it's Courtney with a Q. We don't know a lot about Courtney yet. And I feel well, he's gone now. <laughs> exactly. And that's shocking because he he and like week one was, I believe, like one of our favorites. Like what happened? He's cool. He's like got a cool suave vibe. Um, I do think that he got a little bit into the drama. OK. Um, but other than that, like, I just think there was like a lack of chemistry there. Yeah. Uh, and who was the other person you said? James. James. James's hair is too slicked. Yeah. It's hard if, to do. If, if he had some, like, if his hair was a little less hard, yeah, I would think he'd be getting more screen time. Yeah, I haven't washed my hair in, I don't know, over a week at this point. Um, <laughs> I've been on the lake. I want to see James in the lake. Like, I want to see him a week without washing his hair, no slick back, like, hat on, and just see see how the vibe changes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I really like him. I think he's cool. I just... I think that he looks like a little bit too swabbed up too too often. Yeah, I don't know if that's Katie's style either. She kind of s- yeah, exactly. Nope, she likes a Blake. She exactly. likes a guy who looks like he's like working in the national park. That's right. Good for her. Well, hey, uh, we have a second one on one, but before we get there, let's take another break. When we come back, we're gonna break down the second one on one of this episode. It's something special. We got to talk about it, and we'll be back with the Almost Famous podcast. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, hey Ben, do you know what really stressed me out about this date? Oh, what I always like this moment. What is it? It started when it was dark, and that always freaks me out because that means they're going to be up to like four in the morning. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, I, how many people out there would enjoy dating at exactly. starting at like what? I mean, it had nine. to be it probably. I mean, this yeah, nine or ten o'clock, like when the sun went yeah. down, like it was dark and knowing. That the dates, like one-on-ones on The Bachelor, like not on Bachelor in Paradise, but on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, like always last at least six hours. So that means like at nine, you're starting something that you know is going to 
to last six hours and you have to be totally on and your very best self yeah and you like they walked into that dinner portion i'm not even kidding you it must have been 2 a.m oh i mean it's just rough just rough rough. this is why this is a show for young people (laughs) (laughs) oh okay so what did you think where's andrew and katie's chemistry at um, I think that the, the she like really likes. I feel like there's not a lot of chemistry. I'll say that. I think she really likes him, but I don't know if there's like a magic factor here. Uh, I like the date. This is the kind of date that you all know that I like because you know there's envelopes that have fun little questions. You get to little get to know little nuances about the person, and then they like smash the hearts. And there was like deeper conversation topics. I love that stuff because the Bachelor. Like we've said it a zillion times on this podcast over the past four years, but like when you're sitting there and it's like dead silent, like you have no background music, no background speaking. It's not like a regular date. It can be like really hard to just like grab conversation topics and mm-hmm. it for not to seem super random. So I think that when they give them little envelopes like this, it really helps ease things. And again, we get to know more about the contestant and their their chemistry. I just don't I just don't know whether like there's like this hotness between them that like she had obviously with Blake on that one on one. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing that we have to bring up. But I like Andrew a lot. (laughs) Well, we like Andrew and he's he's a great like from what we watch on television, he's a great dude. And typically (laughs) This is the week or next week that we see the one-on-one of somebody who goes either really far or ends up with her, at, with him or her at the end. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, four and five. Yeah, this is the first one-on-one. Like that's, I mean, they usually save kind of the favorite, right? For that like ending storyline where all of a sudden week four and five, they erupt and they kind of finish strong and we get really invested in their story. But here's what I'll say is I was thinking this was going to happen with Andrew this week, and I didn't feel like it like erupted. Like, I don't feel like their storyline is one that I'm, like, super involved in. I was mm-hmm. expecting a more of a chemistry than what I felt I saw. Mm-hmm. Totally. Does that make sense? Yes. He's the guy, He to me in my head, he's the top four guy who gets really far because he makes a lot of sense. They have a lot of similarities, especially with their parents. You know, they both come from like re- their parents both didn't have the happiest of marriages. Andrew talks a lot about how his dad wasn't that present and he wants to be the exact opposite of that when he's older, which I think is, you know, every girl loves hearing about how the guy projects to be a father one day. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, like I think there's like a lot of similarities in the way that in their background, in the way that they see their futures. I just think that he's like the top four guy that like she wants to just love so much, but like the passion isn't there as it is with a couple others. We'll see. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Who knows? You might not be. And I mean, we, we do see some really good conversations come out of this where they aren't afraid to dive deep and they aren't afraid to laugh. But they also do start to have conversations for the future. Uh, you know, Andrew shares about his concerns because in a past relationship, somebody said they were concerned about having uh, mixed children. And Katie oh and Katie sits there with that and supports and hears. And so you do see these conversations happening where they are talking about, like, what does the future look like? And, mm-hmm. you know, where what 
could we become if this was us at the end? And so as much as we're not feeling maybe the chemistry, what I am seeing is they've had throughout this whole process some of the most important conversations uh, that can prep them for the future. So maybe we shall see. We shall see. There's that one clip at the end in the Super Cheese that they use multiple times where she she yells, Andrew, and then she runs into his arms mm. as if he was departing. And then she just had to say one last goodbye. Mm. Again, maybe I'm overanalyzing. It's always the most fun of this anyways. Well, shall we speak about the rose ceremony? Yeah, this is uh, this is the rose ceremony that uh, I always say. Week four, week five is when I started to get invested in the show again. And I'm back now because we're starting to get rid of a couple more guys that we haven't gotten to know too well and that haven't been a huge part of the storyline. But the rose ceremony, just in its start with the rose being passed out, it started with Katie's entrance into the evening. Yeah, and she looked awesome. That red dress with like the chains. I think all the guys were very into that. I think the biggest storyline here was... Uh, that Hunter pulls Katie aside for a chat, even though he has a rose, which we see this all the time. When I was in the house, I wasn't sure how I feel about it. I still am kind of torn about it. I still feel like this is the kind of process where you have to take advantage of all the time that you can get. Do you, are you supposed to look out for others? I don't really know. Um, But then, and at the same time, while I say that, I do feel like those people who have roses going to the rose ceremony should at least give like the more time um, and the earlier time slots to people who don't, who don't have one. What do you think? I mean, I'm I, it doesn't really bother me either way. Yeah, me neither. I don't have like strong feelings, but like I, I could see both sides. But Ashley, tell me this. Listeners, tell me this. At what point in any season that you've watched in the 20 years that this show has been going that when there is the take too much time guy or girl, it's ever ended well for them. Like it's like that is the start of a storyline for Hunter that will just continue to get worse. I think the next few weeks. And the reason I say that the reason I, I hint to that is because I cannot remember one man or one woman on this show who has been the, Hey, I have a rose, but I'm going to take more time than necessary. And it's ended well for them long term. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, Yeah, like he brings her over to the telescope and then he also wants to have like couch time with her. And even though he's had the telescope time and the couch time, he still tells James to back away. And I'm like, no, it would have been way more attractive if you were like, yeah, dude, you go, go for it. And does Katie seem that into it at this point? No. Yeah, okay. She's not that into it. I, she, I think she wanted to talk to James because she even said, like, I appreciate you trying to come over and, and grab me. Yeah. So at this point, I'm, I feel like as a viewer, I'm watching this going, I don't think Katie is, even if she gave him the group date rose, I think she's starting to feel like, wait, there's something not Yeah. She even going. said, you have a rose, so you should feel good. Yeah, like give me a break here. I have a lot of people to meet. And as much as I love spending time with you, I also really like spending time with the others. So yeah. Hunter, <laughs> back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who gets, who gets eliminated in this episode? The guys who don't get a rose this episode is Courtney, Josh, and Andrew M. So like I, I know who Andrew, I know who Josh and Andrew M are. 
Um, and of course, I know who Courtney is, but none of them really played a huge role. And I think that they were the obvious cuts this week. Yeah. And I, and I feel like James is definitely a cut next week. I have a feeling that Hunter yeah. will be a cut next week. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I think, will be gone. Who's who's Iceman? I, I say Iceman because we watched Top Gun this weekend. Um, who's the guy who looks like Val Kilmer in the 80s? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Brendan? Yeah, 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 Brendan. Come on, Ben, please look. I'm just sending you this picture of this guy, and don't tell me that he doesn't look like he wants to beat Tom Cruise in the air. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> yeah, and he's still around somehow. Yeah, that guy's gone, yeah. too. There's no way he sticks. I mean, like, we haven't heard anything no from way. him. Yeah. No way. But the, the sad part is... I'm invested in the season, and I. When you said the name Brendan, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about, and that's yeah, it's not a good sign. Not because I'm an <laughs> expert, but just because you'd think we would know by now. Well, <laughs> Ashley, before we move on to the hot topics of the week, uh, so far A to F, how are you grading Katie's performance as the Bachelorette? I think I give her an A. What about this season, A to F? I, st- I feel like it's an A, A minus. I still am very much enjoying it. It's one of the very few. It's like I have not looked at my phone. I've not been distracted. I've been excited to watch episodes. I like the depth. I like all the personalities we're getting to know. And we're through hump week now. So now we start going yeah. down like into the more like intimate storylines. There the, the people, you know, we have hometowns coming up. We have fantasy suites coming up. We have some we have the engagement episode coming up. We this is starting to get like to the like heart of the season. And I'm pumped for it. I'm in. I think Katie's an A. I think the season's an A. Uh I've really enjoyed it. And uh and it's been good. But like I said, before we start talking about hot topics, we do have something really important to talk about. And that is a sneak peek of the rest of the season that we get after this episode. And Ashley, I know we can overanalyze these. I know we can look too far into them. But this sneak peek gave me a lot of anxiety. It makes me feel like things are not going to go well or easy from here on out. I know. Wait, I'm looking at our notes for the sneak peek. And there is a couple things that I didn't even pick up on. Apparently, Blake tells Katie he's not in love right now. That's big. Um, Greg asks if he can leave. Mm. I guess I misinterpreted that because when Greg said I can I leave? I felt like he meant, can I leave the room or something right now? <laughs> Which would be just as weird if I was like, Hey, can I leave like the room right now? No, That's something we would so say. That's like something you would say to a producer. If you're like sitting around and you're like having like, you know, to do like group chat time. You're like, can I, can I go now? Good point. I guess that's true. But so that could be taken out of context. Um, we do see more Justin that I think, uh, well, we've seen thus far. Justin is your favorite with the expressions. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think Justin is a highlight of the season. I don't know. He doesn't say a lot, <laughs> but my, my oh my, does he speak with his face? And then, I mean, you're you're skipping over something super important. What? We believe in this sneak peek that we're we we witness Katie telling Mike P that the words "I that, love that's you" silly. That's so silly. That's not to Mike P. Like, there's no way. You don't think that's to Mike P? No. I think that's totally to somebody else. I took it as Mike P. They make it look like that. 
I don't know, Ash. I think there's a lot going on here. It's going to be a fantastic end of the season. And we're going to continue to break down every episode as this season continues. Ben. Yeah? We have to talk about who the last... She said that you're the last person I ever expected to show up at my door. Um, Who's that? I have no clue. I think that's a guy from home. They always hint at that. And it, it never it never ends up being anything. Like every season. When I was The Bachelor, they were hinting that like some ex-boyfriend was going to show up like multiple times. And he kind of showed up a little bit, but I never met him. Like, I don't know. What, what do you say? If somebody from your past shows up, you're, I mean, I, I would think at that point you, you've kind of moved on. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. really excite me as much yeah. as like the people we're getting to know. I would be shocked. If any outsider comes into a season like this and makes that big of a disruption, but it is going to be a good end of the season. There's no doubt about it. Hey, let's take a break. We have hot topics to talk about, and there's a, there's a few of them here. Uh, we'll be back with the Almost Famous podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. It's time for Bachelor headlines of this week. A lot of them are focused around Katie's season and the contestants on this season and Katie, our Bachelorette. But to start out, the Bachelorette's Blake Moynes reveals what he said in his initial DM to Katie Thurston. You guys, there are so many F-bombs in these quotes that like, it's ridiculous. Uh, He goes... She came out of that limo on Matt season with that vibrator. And I was like, yeah, I like what she's about. But it's not the fact that she had an effing vibrator. That's not what I was like. Oh, yeah, that's my girl. It's the fact that she had the balls to have fun with it and go with the flow. It was really a simple reach out as far as the DM goes. It wasn't... um, It wasn't like, hey, I'm into you. No, it was like, I effing love that you did that. That was effing awesome. Good for you. (laughs) And apparently he felt very comfortable right away as soon as he showed up on the season. And speaking of F-bombs, he said, seeing what Katie was like in person and knowing that we are very similar, I wasn't too nervous to say f-bombs and be a little raunchy and things like that yeah well it's romantic to say the least (laughs) um yeah i mean Uh, that just like i don't know i i didn't like that whole quote series i was just like Eh, you are yeah yeah not very romantic yeah there you go well uh big story this week in bachelor nation Uh, about Bachelor contestants applying for the PPP loan, the Paycheck Protection Program. This was on TMZ, uh, released, I think, this article. And actually, I got to admit something. Uh, I have very mixed feelings about this. Me too. Uh, Well, so just in in all honesty, and I was kind of waiting for it to come out, you know, I applied for a PPP loan. That's so interesting that you're being so honest because our accountant was like, do you guys want to do this? Well, you have to think, and I'm not saying, this is where I come into this whole conversation 
with very little judgment because I don't know any of these bachelor or bachelorette people's financials or what they're doing with their lives. But you got to think, I mean, for me personally, I have three restaurants, all of which mm-hmm. opened up within a year before the pandemic and two coffee shops. So yep. one of my coffee shops completely shut, like I closed the doors on it, a huge loss mm-hmm. to me personally and to the company. Uh, we couldn't keep it open. And we, you know, eight employees of ours no longer had a barista job because of this. And so I applied for a PPP loan because this, we had to, like in order to keep our other coffee shop open and the restaurants open, we had to, like, that's why, what they're for. Uh-huh. And so I think there was a little bit of, um, I just don't think it was fair to like call everybody out and be like, there's no way you should have been doing this because you don't make a lot of money being the bachelor or bachelor. You make a good salary. I'm not saying it's a bad one, but then if you do have like restaurants and you're invested in the hospitality and the pandemic hits and everything closes for three months and you're trying to keep your employees, uh, like having a job, you had to apply because everything you were like, 2020 was a financially like awful year for me. Um, Like everything was going like slipping away. Everything I had ever put my money into or my time into felt like it was disappearing. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'm cautious to overreact to this story um, because I know my situation. So you applied for one. Did you get one? I did. I did. And I mean, we went through, we went through the steps. I mean, it wasn't hard to do when you show, Hey, this is what's happening to me this year. And we have 300 employees and all of our businesses are closed. Yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't feel, I mean, it was morally, it felt like, yeah, that you have to do this. Like you have to get something because I can't imagine closing two generous coffee shops in the course of 2020 uh due to this pandemic like we had to get help yeah i completely i completely agree with your feelings on it um we saw that it was colton Tasha, dale ari and lauren they were the names that like were released last week which i I don't know i just i do feel like it's just like kind of weird to like talk about people's money decisions um but colton and Tasha both have you know Tasha was hiring an employee Use the money to pay for an employee that was unemployed before her. And then Colton has his Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and the funds went there. You just got to be, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot to this. Now, I don't know everybody. Again, I don't know why everybody decided to do this, but the PPP was meant to support and keep small businesses specifically mm-hmm. alive and keep employees working and having some type of salary during this time, if that's why these contestants did it, it for that reason, then that they followed, you know, what it was meant to do. Now, if they're doing it for personal gains, then that's a different question, right? In a different conversation. Mm -hmm. But I just don't know that. And I don't think there's enough evidence in the story specifically to really point out why they did what they did. I know people are assuming things and maybe some of the assumptions will be right. But I, I mean, I was kind of waiting i was like you know what is my name gonna get thrown in here and then oh it's gonna be one more thing that like i'm just like kind of sad about and i'm like i don't know what else we could have done like i don't know yeah, what the other option was, was i mean yours was all about business like yours was done in a business name and you have so many employees yeah we our accountant asked if we want to do it jared and i were like 
I think we're good right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think you. each individual circumstance is different. Good for you. I mean, that's... Uh, you got to think through those. But that story did come out. It spread everywhere. And I know there's a lot of like... Uh, and, and again, some of these people might have been doing it for the wrong reasons. But um, <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, Colton Underwood comes out with a, a nude photo shoot this week. Uh, Ashley, what was it about? And what was going on? Um... It's not like, I don't know how to, dis- like, I basically, like, a, with a photo shoot, if you want to know more about it, go look at the pictures. <laughs> they are very easily found. You can see him, he's, he got, he's got nothing on, and he's got a leather jacket hiding his bear crotch, and he's showing off his abs. He's got an ear piercing. Um, he, there's even one where he's, like, taking a drag from a cigar and winking seductively at the camera. <laughs> this, this I smoke a, a lot of cigars article. naked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems you're dangerous. Now. I feel like you do smoke cigars shirtless a lot. Shirtless, yeah, but it, it feels dangerous for other reasons. Uh, <laughs> ashes are just flying everywhere. <laughs> um. Anyway, you can definitely tell that it was like this is like Colton's. Like I'm gonna have fun. Uh, this is like a part of coming out. Like I feel sexy and like secure in my own skin. So I'm gonna like let it show. Uh, well, uh, you can go Google those pictures if you would like. Well, that's uh, all the headlines we have for this week. Uh, it has been uh, a really great season so far. We've really enjoyed uh, breaking this down with all of you. So, again, we hope you have an incredible, incredible week in front of you and enjoy the time. And before we go, we just want to give a quick little shout out to somebody who's been on the podcast multiple times. John Paul Jones introduces new girlfriend Katie to the scene. Congratulations to both of them. Another relationship is forming yeah, in Bachelor so Nation. Well, hey, with that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.